live from the RM Studios in Tustin, California, at the crossroads with Gabriel and Lee. Welcome to At the Crossroads, right, Gabe? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Because we have a guest today. I know we do. Is oh, that right? Is, is yes, that sir. who is the sitting in front of yes, us right sir. now? Who's the guest? I don't know. Who's the guest? I uh, think if you want to say who you are. Uh, I think he's from Santa Ana. From Santa Ana? California. A Santanero? Santanero. That's right. He um, he grew up on Mini Street and then Fifth Street and then 17th Street. Um, and his name's Miguel Beltran. Welcome, Miguel. Yeah. Welcome to the Crossroads. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you for you. joining us. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Yeah. So you are officially our second guest. Okay. Our first uh, artist, if you will, um, aspiring and and definitely doing a lot of good things on there. I've, I've been keeping an eye on your Instagram game, and I know we talked a little bit b- before about our game, and it's obviously uh, non-existent at this point a little bit. It's okay. We don't. We're not here to talk about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> not, we're not here to throw ourselves under the bus, but um, definitely appreciate you being here and excited to have a conversation about your journey and your 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 music and everything else that you're doing because i think for for us it's you know our our lens if you will is faith and um maybe more specifically christianity so i think mm-hmm. just have a conversation about that and i think what i did not do last a good job last time was getting to sort of your origins so you mentioned from santa Ana, mini street and mm-hmm. and all that what um what was it as a kid like that you think started it all? Because I would imagine it all started, right? Your interest in music um, started when you were young. It started, I, I've always been a curious kid. When I look back, I remember looking at the sky and I'd always think like, why is it blue? You know, and I, I mean, very, you know, uh, basic question, right? Uh, but I don't know. I just was intrigued by the world, but ho- however, I sort of didn't have the freedom to go explore it because at the time, um, my parents were strict. Like, no, you can't go out. Like, I lived on Mini Street. Like, you know, if I were to go out, like, I can only go out to like, you know, like with my mom or to a troquita and, and back, you know. And when I was on Fifth Street, same thing. Like, oh, you know, there there's gangs there, and so you can't really go out or. If you're gonna hang out with your friend, like come back at this time, but it wasn't really like, you know. So my creativity. Ah, here's one thing. Pokemon cards. I wanted mm-hmm. Pokemon cards when I was a kid, and as you remember, like the decks were expensive, and at the time, um, you know, my mom was on food stamps, so um, they couldn't really afford to get me those Pokemon cards or Yu-Gi-Oh cards but I but my mom did buy me a sketch pad hmm. from the 99 cent store and that's when I started drawing like characters like oh like made up like Pokemon or made up like Yu-Gi-Oh cards you know and so my creativity did start from I guess isolation from the world you know that's interesting so it was uh, it wasn't necessarily escape from but more of just an exploration in your own mind of your own creativity. Of my own mind, yeah, Be- it sounds like it brought it out of you. Like it did, yeah. Like being in that that 
you know, environment, I guess. Um, you know, I was just curious. I was like, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just wanted to do things. And, um, yeah. And I remember wanting to buy, you know, those, 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 uh, those book drives at schools yeah. where they give you like that sheet of paper <laughs> and like you'd never buy a book cause your parents would never buy you a book. Um, well, I remember seeing like the Dragon Ball Z, uh, how to draw like a Goku or like how to trade, you know, the tracing books. And, um, I, I never, my parents never bought me one, of course. So I had to sort of like learn how to draw like Goku and yada yada, you know? And it's at the time, like it was hard, but now I can like draw him out of memory just because, you know, I just, because of the practice when I was a kid. To me, this this sounds a lot like the origins of a like superhero comic book illustrator and writer, to be honest. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's where it started. Like, and then I had, I had two friends. Uh, that I hang out with all the time, um, Diego Campos and Ray Estrada. And shout out, shout out, yo yo. And um, and and they sort of had like freedoms that I didn't have at home, so I'd get glimpses of like these freedoms through them. And I, I don't I don't know who brought it up, but it was fifth grade, and they were like, "Hey, like we're going to the uh, fifth grade science camp. It's free." And I'm like, "Oh, I want to go," you know. Like they both went. <laughs> and so really that was the first time I left like my house mm. to go somewhere outside of Santa Ana. You fifth know? grade, right? Fifth grade. And I went up to like the Big Bear Mountains. It was a beautiful experience and this artist know. wanted to go to science camp, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and I did and <laughs> I don't know, it, it was cool, you know, just just being out there with different people, it gave me a taste of I don't know, of like the world, you know. And being outdoors. So. It's funny, uh, I've never went to a camp growing mm-hmm. up. So this is a, this is gonna sound like an ignorant question, but do you actually do science at science camp? Um you learn scientific concepts. I mean like not like you don't get into like cell biology or anything, but you get to look at the moon through a mic or a, a telescope. Oh, okay. Or you get to learn about the wildlife, the bears and coyotes. But no, nothing. And a little bit about, I remember they did a light experiment with a laser. Um, but yeah, and I guess I remember the food too. There was a buffet style, like lunch and dinner and breakfast. And I remember just like, that was about the first time I was ever exposed to like a banquet like that, mm. you know? Mm. So that was kind of cool. Like a um, surplus of food right in front of you. Sur- yeah, because growing up too, there was food at home, but there wasn't like, the choices that I am blessed to have now. Was there a lot of you cereal know? in your household? There was the the kick cereal, like you know the kicks or the 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 cereal that the wick would give you. Mm-hmm. So my mom was on wick, so I'd get like the kicks with no sugar right. or the <laughs> flakes or the flakes frosted with no sugar yeah. or the rice krispies with no sugar. And that's where if you guys uh, remember my first wrapping cereal, I added sugar to my cornflakes mm-hmm. because yep. that was something that I think we all kind of did and yep. only once. So, you know, you know, I definitely did that a couple of times. That's yeah. interesting. So, so you went to science camp. Was there anything that happened there that continue that helped you continue doodling or was there anything that inspired you there? Or was there anything that has, there, there was a, tr- from that moment, there's a small, like chapel, small. Yeah, there there was 
there was a sense of spirituality because they made us go to like a mass. I forgot if it was, I don't know if it was Christian or Catholic, but they made us go into um, a chapel of sorts. And I don't remember praying, but I just remember being there and it looked like a church, you know? So, um, yeah. I mean, now I don't, I don't think there's anything specific that sort of sparked. I think it was just the, the whole experience in general that, that made me think about like, whoa, like I did this, you know? So, yeah. And as I'm talking now, I'm like, I'm getting like these micro memories of the journey there, the journey back. It's fun, right? Yeah. It's, uh, so what about like your influences growing up? Let's say, let's say in high school, like who, who were your influences and and what did you want to do? In high school. Or, or, you know, maybe middle school, high school, maybe college. Growing up. Yeah. Sometimes growing up. Cause I feel like everyone had that, had those, <clears throat> those I, uh, idols or, um, those individuals you looked up to. And mm. so I'd, it's a, it's a timeline for me because. Um, the, when I was my, so between like ages five and 10, there was a, you know, domestic abuse at home, you know, and escaping that when I was 10 was big because <clears throat> the only reason I was able to escape it was because, you know, my mom was uh, courageous enough to like call the police. And, um, and after that, there was freedoms that, like the whole family, um, didn't didn't ever have, you know. So <clears throat> for me, I'm like ex- I'm like hanging out with different people and I'm doing like just the most. I'm ex- I'm out there exploring, I'm out there making friends, um, and but at the same time also adjusting to like, you know, my mom uh, providing for for us. My dad was still around. Um, a little background about like my father's situation um, and I have a lot of respect for my dad because I call him dad he met me when I was a one year old or like a couple months old hmm. and he decided to take me as his kid you know and then um, so I grew up thinking he was my dad my biological dad and it wasn't until that that the, the, the day he got arrested that I, I was snooping at some paperwork and I saw another man's name and I asked my mom, like, who's this guy? And he's like, oh, shoot, like, that's that's your dad. Like, you're like what? Like, I have a dad, like another dad? So so there's that that dynamic. My my biological dad lives in Meikali. My, um, my dad, who raised me, lives here in Santa Ana. Or in Ana, I know, but, um, yeah. Um, what was I going with this? Was that like a so, big turning moment for you? Like, yeah, it was. It was a turning moment because now that I'm old enough to think about the reasons we did go through the things that we went through, like all the domestic abuse, and I'd say it stemmed from from somebody that is literally like my age. I'm 27. My dad um, here, he 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 took me in when he was like 19. Wow. Like, think if you think about it, I'm like, I mean, when I was 19, I was, I, I, I couldn't provide for myself, you know? So. Let alone a, a child. Family. Yeah, family, yeah. yeah. So, so now, like, my dad 
um, Fernando, he, you know, he, he takes me in and he's raising me and, you know, obviously taking care of my mom. So, you know, who, who knows all the things that somebody who's growing up wanting to still be young, but at the same time taking care of like their family, like, you know what I'm saying? There, there there's that dyna- There's, there's that. A lot and of pressure. A lot of pressure on him. Responsibility, yeah. To, to provide and everything. So if he at some point acted the way he did, like he definitely has made up for it like now. You know, now he, you know, he's there and he's present and he's totally changed and, you know. Um, and throughout throughout all that, were you still drawing and was there an interest in music at that point or no? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was drawing at Sketch up to like I was 10 years old. And then when I was 10, or it was like 10, 11, then we moved from 5th Street up to 17th Street. And I was starting middle school. So middle school is like a whole different animal, right? Mm-hmm. Like my friends who invited me to go to a science camp, Diego and Ray, we all split ways. Like I remember like, they're like oh, what school, what school are you going to go to? And I remember thinking, okay, Ray's going to go to, I think he went to Mendez. And my other friend Diego went to uh, Willard. I ended up going to Willard, but I didn't even hang out with, with Diego anymore. I'd say, hey, what's up to him or whatever, but, you know, we didn't really hang out. So I kind of, like, dive, you know, diverged into a different, like, scene with other friends. And fashion, I remember, was a big thing. Like, you know, if you dressed cool, had the cool shoes, like, you were cool, you know? And so that, that sort of sparked a different sense of creativity and a different sense of, like, belonging. Like, I want to be part of this this crew, you know? So, um, yeah, I remember like wearing like rubber bands in my on my. Oh, I remember that day. Like rubber bands, like the the, the really like people that could afford like the Jordan headbands or like wrist Mm. would put it on their ankles. I definitely wasn't one of those people. Um, That was such a weird, odd fashion decision that we all made at that time. Like, or or getting like the the mid (laughs) converse and then flipping the flaps down. Yeah. And then putting that sock in between, just so like it like bumps up the the tongue. Um, you know, the, the, those are all creative expressions, you know, and um, they they t- they say something about like the person, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sort of the social ranking. That's very true, right? So that's interesting. That's this is fun. So I yeah, gotta say. and no, and 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 back then, you know. Yeah, a Willard. There was a lot of crews, a lot of tagging crews, a lot of like crews there. I remember the biggest gang there was KPC, or is still around. Um, but tagging, yeah, although I wasn't like an active tagger, I do I draw or doodle graffiti or spray cans. I remember drawing spray cans all the time, and I still to this day like that's something that I just I don't know. I really like doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not a part of the graffiti scene, um, but yeah, I mean being there too like you know I don't know I, I don't I don't even know where I'm going with this but being around people that are like learning about themselves and and trying to fit in like made me I guess like want to explore like what was in you know so like kind of like urban art or you know so yeah does being from Santa Ana influence did, did that all influence did was there like for me I 
I grew up in Santa Ana too, but I never thought about what that meant for like me and for my friends or like let's say art or anything like that. For me, I don't think you feel it until you run into people that other people that aren't from Santa Ana. Right. Once you see people outside that are from Santa Ana, you get the same. For me, anyway, you get the same vibe. You get the same like almost like the same language, the same understanding of where they're from and. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sad to say, but like a lot of people, the way that they um, specific, a specific part of Santa Ana that you're from to a better understanding is where you're from. And then they say the gang that's affiliated with that area. A lot of people will a lot of people will do that because, mm-hmm. again, sadly, that's just that's just how it is. Like in a lot of neighborhoods, maybe not so much today as it was like back in the day. But mm-hmm. um, what was your like? I know Gabe was saying about um like influences or what have you, but uh, in terms of music, I mean, in you getting your your start, was there somebody that helped you out? Was there somebody that gave you the opportunity to um, hmm. start with them? Like, were they starting an album or were they starting, <clears throat> you know, a show or something like that? Um, no, not necessarily. Like when I think of the foundation mm-hmm. of where. My, my music interest started it started with listening to it so I remember um, my my friends uh, Miguel Fajardo and Edgar Saldana like they you know being in from Santa Ana like everyone's listening to like Tupac or Biggie or like Bone Thugs you know and um, for example Miguel he grew up with like older brothers brothers that were in like the gangs and mm. brothers that were like the, like the tag so he sort of um, and he's never mentioned it but I'm assuming that like he had some influence f- from his siblings that he sort of injected it into people like accidentally you know being around him you know like oh like listen to to th- this dude or listen to that that dude and so you know you sort of g- get that rhythm like okay you know this is this is dope music and once I went into high school, I sort of started becoming like my own person. You know, like I remember like people would laugh at me because I'd wear like some weird stuff. <laughs> but the same person that would say I was wearing some weird stuff would wear like something similarly weird the next week. Mm-hmm. You know, so they would. Yeah. Was was it called biting back then too, or biting? Yeah, that was Biter? the thing. I, 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 remember, yeah, I remember one time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember. I think it was sixth grade. I had like some vans with like a weird sort of not like the checkered design but like a weird design and uh this dude I still talk to him his name Jolson and he was like biter you know like <laughs> and I'm like I guess you know but <laughs> show me your receipt I got him uh, first yeah, yeah right so yeah you know fashion you know it, it it it's always been personal to people you know um so oh but going back to music um, I was still a listener back in high school, and I I have this I still have this freestyle video that when I went to my freshman year of college, where I like it, it was when I first had my my first laptop, and I had a well my first own laptop, and I had a Mac, and I'm recording myself listening to like this beat that I uh, this beat that I quickly made on GarageBand, and I'm like just I'm not I'm not making sense. As I'm freestyling, supposedly, I'm like, 
talking about cereal, mamario, and just using these weird words because, <laughs> you know, when, when you're at least like freestyling off the, off the dome, connecting words out of midair is hard and it's like a muscle you have to, you know. Practice. Practice, yeah. yeah. You got to so, work on it. So, yeah, I'd say it was freshman year of college when I was like, okay, like, let me let me just try it out, you know, and just want to have fun with it. And about four years ago, four and a half, um, I was I was living in Anaheim, and my drive. I and I've worked in Santa Ana ever since I moved back from Iowa to to California, and um, my drive was like a fifteen minute drive to and from. So I put on a beat on the 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 company phone. And then on my own phone, I'd hit the record button to record my voice, and uh, and I'd freestyle, like, you know, just freestyle like to the beat, and was I wasn't I still wasn't good. I mean, I wouldn't consider I, I know how to connect words like, even now uh, on off the dome, but I'm a better writer, mm. you know. But when with the freestyling, like, I sort of got my that's that's where I get my organic flows. You know, organic, different, like, flows. So, um, yeah, you could say I kind of started. I would, I, I got into it more seriously during those drives. And it wasn't until, um, it w- and I started, like, recording some music. Like, I started with a, a Blue Yeti. I remember getting off of work. I'm like, oh, my God, I got, like, two hours to go to, to Micro Center. Or, uh, no, sorry, not Micro Center. Some other electronic store. And I got a, and I got the Blue Yeti, and I'm and I'm racing home like trying to record and like trying to like learn GarageBand, and um, and Adobe Audition, and yeah, that's that's sort of. I took uh, really started. some uh, some community college classes to learn Adobe Photoshop, and I have to give a lot of credit to anyone who's able to operate Adobe in any of those. Audition or <laughs> Photoshop or uh, Premiere, any of those, because mm-hmm. it's a pain to get through it all. Yeah, I mean, it, it in the beginning, you know, and then then you get the <laughs> right, you know. Miguel's yeah. like, yeah, it's easy, dude. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, for for those that don't know, I I so I work in the Adobe Suite, and really the biggest reason, so uh, uh, Adobe Audition is a program that is that comes along with a subscription the Adobe Creative Cloud which is why I use Adobe Audition still because it's it's it comes with my subscription so I'm like I'm already paying for Adobe Illustrator and Adobe Photoshop I might as well just use this the software that comes along with it so um yeah I've been getting my footing there on Adobe Audition and so uh YouTube oh nice yeah. so YouTube sort of like they showed me the way and I learned enough to where I'm just I click record and I do I make like some basic adjustments and then boom you know so, yeah. You don't have anyone else that you're working with? Uh, this dude named Bobby, he he hit me up at a random on Instagram. And at first I'm like, who is this dude? Or what is this entity? Because he didn't have a face to it. And I'm like, all right. like, So at first I didn't give in. And then it's, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go check this out. He's inviting me to a studio. So I'm, like, I'm going to go check it out. Uh, it was in Montebello. And I was a little sketched out, but <laughs> I still went. It was inside a barbershop. And I walk in, and Bobby's super dope. He's super chill. He's like, he's I think he's like a year older than me, um, but he's super chill, super down to earth, and 
has like a very deep voice um you know just poised and you know he 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 works at a bank but he's also trying to like make music like a think thing thing you know so um yeah he's a and he went to school for for music so he knows how to mix and all mm. that um so yeah shout out shout out bobby he's actually he's actually mixing a song of mine right now at this um, very moment as we record let's just yeah, say that yeah, for like, yeah as we record today you know what i'm saying so yeah it's funny so lee has someone the connection to the barbershop thing the you were talking about this person that has sort of like mentored you in a, in a lot of ways yeah my barber went to seminary and he studied for missionary work and so now he's doing a lot of work with um pastors so he's retired and mm-hmm. In his own previous positions, but now he's actually being able to uh, almost like counseling for pastors, for ministers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's it's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah, the whole like barber side of it, but also like the creativity side of it too, and how that how that takes effect with, I guess, with the artists, right? With people that it's interesting, yeah. That have the I mean, look at Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> With his family, family-friendly movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, how funny though? Think about it. This hardcore gangster, gangster rapper, rapper from, from Compton, right? Compton. Uh, was he from? No, I'm he was from sure. LA at least. TH. But created all these family-friendly movies. Mm-hmm. Like, how random is that? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Snoop Dogg, right? Like doing yeah. all these random things, right? Um, yeah, I guess everyone. I don't know. I guess I, because I don't think Ice Cube was a gangster. I think he was just around like the that. It was like a, it was more yeah. of a cultural thing, huh? Yeah, because yeah. Dr. Dre as well. He, I mean, he was a DJ, and then he just, you know. Did uh, you watch the movie? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So you know, if you watch the movie, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, you know. I don't understand. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, and you know. So I started doing music and one of the things that I sort of wanted to take in from the world, from culture, was that it had to have some sort of profanity or else it wasn't cool. Mm. And so the first couple of my like songs that I made had profanity in it. And then I remember um, talking to Eliseo right here at Reconnect Ministries, Arm Studios. Shout out, Eliseo. Shout out. Um, you know, I, I told them that, like, you know, I want to talk spiritually um, in a in, in a way that, like, isn't in your face, you know? And, but I told them that I want to cuss or I want to say something, you know, for some, uh, I want to, ha- I want to have some profanity in it. Explicit content. sprinkle it, you know? Yeah. And, um, and he was like, why? Like, for what? You know, I think you could still it's even harder to get your point across without having to use a bad word, because a lot of these bad words, if you if you, if you listen to, to music, they'll say a bad word and then they'll say it again. In the next sent the same bad word in the next bar. Right. The next like a bar, if you could think of it as a sentence, like like they'll say it in the next bar or like they'll keep repeating it so often. It's like it's a crutch. Yeah, it is a crutch word, you know? So, you know, Eliseo sort of like, okay, like, made me realize that I shouldn't give in to the ways of the world 
and you know be unique in that sense and i'm like all right like so yeah so i i I want to continue not you know using profanity and but i have like and i've kept that music online so that there's you know there's proof that i've been learning i've been Mm -hmm. growing in my faith you know what was or rather like how is that process because was it something that so you you then that you use it regularly but you did use it how did you stop yourself because i would think it would be hard at first it's hard yeah um i mean the, the more the more I'm get, i get closer to god like the more i realize that like i need to follow like what it said you know so yeah it's it's hard especially when you know that you've been forgiven already but you know you gotta continue to like follow and you know be true to the kingdom it sounds like you're just being challenged too to yeah. be more even more creative before you had these words you had these you know these symbols or meanings and now okay let's take a step back from that and try and try and come back with something even more meaningful or something mm-hmm. even more significant that's like for you you know you were saying about uh, on your on your uh, time from time back from Iowa that you were driving you had a beat going and then you were trying to to um, just flow out of your own mm-hmm. your own mind is there because like, I'm not very creative and that's I don't know Gabe if you sing or if you play an instrument I don't but I was just wondering like is there um, when you do have like like a session like by yourself or when you're trying to come up with content mm-hmm. is there is there something like that inspires you at the time that you want to that you want to create something about or is it like you were saying like you were having uh, micro memories about mm-hmm. your time in science camp or is it just depending on like your mood does it depend on yeah. what's going on it depends on the emotion i'm having at the moment or like sometimes when i'm bored and i'm not on my phone Mm. I let my mind explore and like work the way it's supposed to right instead of looking for entertainment and absorbing information I'm like using the information I have in my mind and like building something out of it so um yeah it's it 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 definitely has to do a lot with feeling like if I'm in the zone feeling something the music will translate into it you know I, 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 there's been so many times that I tried re-recording a song after I, like the song uh, on Spotify, it might be, go check it out, it's on iTunes too. Um, <laughs> but I might be, it's sort of, um, it's on a low tone, and um, and when I first, the first recording was actually the final recording, because I went back into it trying to like perfect it, or like do something different with it, but I wasn't in that mode, mm. and I couldn't, get my voice at the same pitch that it was wow. a low pitch hmm. yeah it's it's so interesting like each time i record it's different i hear it do you uh when you record do you have headphones on or is it like how we are right now with no headphones uh, i have headphones yeah i have um i connected just at the here. bottom, yeah. At the bottom. So you can hear yourself as you're going. Yeah, so I hear myself as I'm going. And I'm using uh, the, the the iPhone headphones, the, the ones that they give you when you buy a new iPhone, mm-hmm. you know, those. And, you know, and just the mic. And I have a pop filter that uh, this dude, uh, his name is Fernando uh, Martinez. 
he he was one of the first people that was just like, dude, just do it. Like, like you can you can definitely write, just like, you know, record. So I bought the mic, and he actually made like a little sound booth, like a oh. like an isolate. He got like you know those uh, laundry baskets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he put foam board like the one that you put on the bed to make a softer, and then he like carved a hole, and then he made a pop filter out of like household materials and a t-shirt. And I still use that 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 that, that pop filter that he made me to this day, <laughs> like you know, homemade, <laughs> homemade, and it happens to be yellow, like my MB yellow, you know my. Mm. So I don't know. It was kind of ir- ironic, but you know, is he like some sort of craftsman? He's a he's a very Fernando. He likes to do a lot of different things and like learn about him, and immerse himself enough, and then he's satisfied, and then he does some, you know. And he's, he's a very, very poised character. Actually, I think he'd be a very, if you were to get to meet him, like, he has a different perspective on the world, and he's got a big, long beard. And, yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, I, I would be I would be open. I'm sure we could talk about yeah. it. Yeah, but, but I think with, you know, it's like a vibe thing, right? Like, you guys have to first, like, right, right, right. Right, meet the person, yeah. you know? But, you know, but yeah. It would be a challenge. I'm just thinking it would be it would be an interesting <laughs> challenge to make make that work, but. Yeah, but we don't have to, right? But no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, side conversation. Um, so, so yeah, so Fernando sort of like began believing in me, like, let's do it, you know, like I I had told a lot of friends that I wanted to do it, but I never really did. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So you, you mentioned reconnect and Eliseo and obviously this is how we, all three of us met here and you could say we are reconnecting at this very moment because we are. It's been it's been some time you've been working on your music and all that. So, mm-hmm. in in being here and in our the way reconnect is in the style is is more conversational. Mm-hmm. I I liken it to uh, like a section of uh, of a class you're taking. So you have a big lecture, but then you have a smaller lecture or a section with the TA or what have you. And so there's a discussion that's happening. So from from the time that you started at coming to reconnect and and then to the time that you started music how much do you think you changed oh <laughs> a lot um yeah a lot i I've, I've i've grown a spiritual confidence you know and a lot of my what i thought was correct is now incorrect you know, um, a lot, and a lot of it is like the internal thinking, the internal like talking that I do to myself has changed. Um, yeah, I've changed a lot. I've ch- like my perspective on, on on different things, and and um, you know, as an artist, artists tend to be tend to have a big ego. So I've I've had to reimagine like, well, that's not a good thing. Um, so that has changed through like scripture. You know, so I can't be, you know, egotistic. Is there any is there any scripture that stands out? You know, dude, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, <clears throat> I don't I haven't memorized one like line. I haven't. I'm like, why I, I need to, you know? But there is not one but like maybe a story? Um a story. Or personality? Or personality. Yeah. Um Not, not, not one in general, but 
just within the last few months, I've I've sort of um, solidified my mission on this planet, and I didn't I didn't I never had that before. Like not even when I was in college. Like you know you think you have it all together, but like it's not until like just last year. I, I can't tell you exactly when, but like my mission is to create and inspire others to just create. That is a mission, you know, and and um, sometimes when I'm feeling unmotivated or like I, I'm doubtful, like I just think like, well, God wants me to just move forward with it, you know. So, you, yeah, uh, you're we're from I would think we're all familiar with confirmation, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of when, <coughs> when when what we're hearing is from God and, mm-hmm. and we get two, three witnesses, if whether people are just sort of events would you say that since coming to reconnect and thinking about music was, is, was that parallel with that timeline and then thinking about finally making the decision to do it more freak, like do it more full time. Um, I would say it, it, it realigned me as a creative mm. because Rudy Duarte. Yeah. Shout out. He, he, shout out Rudy. Um, you know, he has started coming to reconnect with his fiance at the time, Julie. Shout out Julie. Nita. I call her Nita. She's like a sister. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so Rudy invited me and he's like, hey, like, come to church. And at the time, like, I was not connected to, like, nothing. Like, not, I had no grounding. And he's like, dude, like, we talk about, like, scripture, but in a scientific way and philosophically. And I'm like, okay, that sounds kind of cool. You know, I was kind of like... I was needing at the time like like a spiritual like I needed some sort of different grounding too because I had I had been with a, a, a girl for like five years and, and we just split up so it was just like sort of like like learning about myself again because I sort of like lost my creativity within that like relationship you know not in a bad way but like it just happened so I came to reconnect and I mean it, it started off with that curiosity of of scripture th- through a scientific terms because I went to school for, for science for chemistry so that's where that you know I sort of want to reconnect also with like my scientific side but what I got was way more like I mean it was a, a crazy journey like you know I thought things were going to get easier but it, they get they get harder because now you're, you're 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 being faced with the truth and now you have to restructure like y- the internal parts of like your mind so, yeah, I, I, for me, in similar fashion, uh, Peterson, Jordan Peterson, mm-hmm. uh, we went through his book, right? 12 Rules for Life. I was listening to his lectures for about six months, a year or so. Mm-hmm. The way I got connected to reconnect was through Ariel Mesa. Mm-hmm. Shout out Ariel Mesa. Yeah. Who has been friends with Eliseo and everyone. I think you've known him for a little bit, right? Like 15 years, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a long time. I probably more. I don't, I don't know. It's been a while. This guy, you just know everybody for 15 plus years. How old are you? Like 17? I'm like 72. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I was I was listening to these lectures and and I was and dealing with like with these conflicting views of like what I believe deep down inside to be true versus like how I'm acting out in the world. Mm-hmm. So there was this this battle happening and so what i think 
what Peterson was able to do is make it digestible when it came to like scriptural truths. Mm-hmm. Because I was trying to explore, but I just didn't know how to. I didn't know how to attack the scripture, or not attack, but I didn't know how to grasp. I didn't know what to what it meant, mm-hmm. and I think through filtering it through from a psychological philosophical perspective, that's what helped me. That was my door, my my. Yeah, your door. My way through the door or avenue. Avenue. Yeah. I'm yeah. bad at this, right? The crossroad. <laughs> that was that's what that was, yeah yeah that's yeah. that was the crossroads for me, and I think th- in that same way, like mm-hmm. at Rudy as well, like we all came from an outsider's pr- perspective in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what is really exciting for me in terms of we are now coming at this, but then we're letting go of what we used to think mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah, a lot of ways. They're not necessarily losing what we came with. It's just it's being looked at, I would say, scripturally first and then filtered through maybe that scientific lens or mm-hmm. the creative lens now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that is true for you but that's i was just thinking that's kind of how i came here because ariel said elisel likes jordan peterson too Mm. so that was my like all right i'll come he's like yeah we do bible study i'm like okay like i didn't even think much about it i was like okay i'll go Mm. and then came on wednesday and and enjoyed it and then talked to eliseo and he seemed really cool and so yeah it started coming and then that's how i brought monica and and so this is starting to sound like a cult, huh? We're recruiting. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, but it's just funny how we all have very similar mm-hmm. um, I like, guess stories or yeah. coming to Christ, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Like I couldn't say it. You mentioned earlier that you, you started off Lee um, since you were a kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember being like sitting down I usually would sit like over here in the front and uh, and then you'd sit in the back but you'd always ask like those profound like targeted questions about the scripture you know so I'm like you definitely know like the scripture a lot I just like bu- I just like bugging at Excel that's like <laughs> that's one. really it no uh, <laughs> yeah I did have a well my family's background is through church but I also attended a Baptist school mm-hmm. from pre-k to third grade and then again um sixth grade so yeah like that's there's just a lot that is ingrained with me like that i like how gabe asked you is there a a story or a person that you're familiar with or that kind of sticks out to you because in hearing your your process and your creativity i right away and as a musician too i right away thought of king david Mm -hmm. like if you ever go into psalm or um, even the book of wisdom, like uh, like in Proverbs, like their perspective is very uh, creative in the sense of they talk about nature. That's kind of another question I had for you, too, because, mm. again, I don't have that artistic side. That's more I think my sister got that. Gene, I didn't get that. But I get it for for me. Anyway, I get it through admiring nature, admiring mm. like a sunset or a full moon or mm. um, and being that your background is in chemistry. Are you? making those connections have you already made those connections as far as like you're seeing oh, things in mm. nature you're seeing the beauty of the milky way galaxy for example yeah. and you're 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 wrapping you're trying to wrap your head around y- yeah the creative process that you read about you hear about like in bible study and then your own 
creative process, your own discovery. Yeah, there's um, I remember when right actually right before, I like, like sort of found my footing as as to what I want to talk about. I remember I wanted to my main mission was to to rap with with science concepts within the rap. That's that's really cool. Like where where have you heard you that? Know? Like where have you so. And I mean, I, I've actually done a couple of songs that like that I haven't released, but that I actually that I um, revisited and I found that that music I made like years ago is more profound than what I've created recently. Wow. Because, you know, it, it, it's really made me think like, oh, how do I make this digestible? How do I make science science digestible, you know? Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I still haven't stopped like wanting to to make that connection through uh, art, music, and science. Like that's that's still something that I want to do, and um, I think the biggest like impact that I want to make is so so science, or look, if you look at a periodic table, right? You, it's like it's envisioned. It's like over there, right? And you have your hydrogen, you have your nitrogen, everything. You have it, and it's laid out. And if you sort of put a face on each element, they all have different personalities mm. because they all get along with each other differently. Like Pokemon. You know, yeah. Or like you were talking you know, about Pokemon like, earlier, and I was like, oh, yeah, the, or so the fire Pokemon gets along or, or defeats uh, this other Pokemon, but then the water Pokemon comes in yeah, right, well, and defeats. Yeah, and but, you know, I see it as humans, right? Like, like, like people working together, right? Because... You know, some elements get along better with other elements, and th- when they're in a group, they f- they they make a different like solution or mm. something. You know, that's really interesting. So, sort of creating like a starting off with a kids book that that introduces like five elements, and you attach a personality that year by year keeps getting more complex. Mm. Like science gets more complex the more you learn about it. So by the time you hit high school, my my vision is that everybody that is in high school understands science through that personality-based thinking because they might be living life normally, but they're like, hey, like you're like carbon and you're like oxygen, you know. So so you're sort of uh, you're expanding your like knowledge on personality and science through life. I'd be oxygen because I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think about oxygen. You know, but like, you know, carbon is everywhere. So like maybe carbon could be like the person that gets along with everybody or that keeps people together. You know, I'm I'm just hearing a educational YouTube channel for kids because I don't know if you've seen like, wait, why is that funny? I don't know. It's just (laughs) no, no, because I'm hearing hearing like like from a teaching perspective, too. No, uh, I remember seeing somebody on YouTube and it was all just math tutorial, Mm -hmm. but it was like simplified. Mm-hmm. And I remember the comments, re- looking at the comment section, and the comment section was like, this is so easy to understand. Like, mm-hmm. when I went to school, it was boring. When mm-hmm. I went to school, like, it was just too much for me, and the homework was too much. But just watching, like, a simple 15-minute video for them, like, they completely understood the equation. They completely yeah. understood. So, like, for you, <coughs> so I'm hearing for you because you're talking about a kid's book, but mm-hmm. thinking, like, well, I know, like, kids nowadays, they spend so much time on... On the phone. On the phone yeah, or yeah. a tablet. Mm, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, I, I hadn't, I thought of kids book, of course, but, you know, there had to be a lot of adaption to 
how kids learn now, right? Um, I'm I'm thankful to to know how to illustrate, to know how to, you know, the rhyme, you know, because children's or children like concepts are based on rhyming, you know. So so all this feels like it, you know, it, it feels like everything is helping each other somehow. So I might be moving somewhere, but you know, there, it, in my mind, I, I think of revolutionizing that even though I'm not taking the steps right now it's something that like is manifesting itself to that you know it's being like presented to you mm-hmm. in a sense yeah like you know it, it, it's right now it's still the, this concept that's in the back of my mind and I, and I say it's in the back of my mind because I haven't sketched out I haven't none of this is written down so I, once I do it I know I just I'm gonna just do it um and like with this music stuff, like it's it's an escape in a sense, you know. I, I it it's it's a bucket list item. Like I, I've always wanted to do like an album, mm. and uh, you know I just don't want to die without not like having expressed myself through that creative outlet. And who knows? Like maybe that's what I say now. Maybe in the future, if I see some sort of potential, I might continue. Maybe that's like God's will. But for now, like, well, what what really stands out is to just create create and inspire and if you can if I can, if I can bring like someone along with me like let's go you know I can I can definitely see that um, hearing, hearing you say that made me think of like Jim Henson with like the Muppets and like how he came up with this idea of telling stories mm-hmm. and even today like you know me being an adult but looking back at old videos I'm like this is something that was designed for kids or it was design, designed to teach them but as an adult, I still find it entertaining. I still find it like interesting, mm-hmm. you know, it's entertaining. It's interesting. But at the same time, it's like, well, it makes sense for people that grew up with this. Now they're able to show their kids. And anyways, I'm, yeah, so I'm hearing all like these things are inspiring you that you're trying to do that you're trying to, I'm like, all I'm hearing is like a YouTube channel with like, you know, stories on how to teach kids, you know, like about chemistry, about science, connecting that to, to nature. And then, like you're saying, even incorporating your journey with God, even incorporating yeah. that aspect that, you know, a lot of times, like, we just don't, we don't get out of that. We don't get that out of, um, out of content. Out yeah, of, literature, of, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that show with the vegetables, I think it was? VeggieTales. VeggieTales, yeah. Veggie <laughs> that's, like, that's what popped in my head, like, VeggieTales, and then I thought about, like, Dr. Seuss. Yeah, the Magic School Bus, that was major. That was a great show. That was show. super cool, you know, like, that's super science, you know, and, it's entertaining more than anything, right? Like a kid Super needs to be stimulated. Yeah. So, yeah. No, because I, I do see a need for that. I mean, I don't have any kids. I don't, you know, I'm not familiar with with a lot of the programming or shows, but as far as like, because I think of like Mr. Rogers, I think of Sesame Street, I think of uh, Magic School Bus where uh, there was content that was educational, not just entertaining, but it was educational for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we might hear back from people that there's, you know, this show or that show, but. Yeah, there's definitely like a need for that. There's mm-hmm. Definitely something that, like again, that not just for kids because I know like um, like Bill Burr, he has a young daughter, and not just him, but other comedians have said like, I hate having to hear this story over and over again that my daughter listens to or my son listens to or this song or this show because they're like, it's not teaching them like anything meaningful. It, they're just teaching them how to be a brat. It's just fun, yeah. Yeah, it's just fun. Mm. Or, 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 yeah, or, or it's not teaching them how to... <laughs> <laughs> have, you heard, have you heard the taco song? 
Uh-uh. Dude, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> There's a song about <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. That's the that's what you're supposed to respond with. Let, let, have let you heard me, those taco songs? Let me go make a, a better song for you know replace that one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, please, pretty. Miguel. Yeah, if you right. could, I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> It is. It's honestly like kind of funny. <laughs> or oh, there's another one about banana. Like I'm a banana. I'm a banana. Da, 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 da. That's what I just hear from parents. I just <laughs> it's, I hear, it's, I hear you know like, they, like that's they, what we're dealing with. It drives them crazy. It yeah. drives them like there's no. It drives them bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine to see like a song, a scientific song, that is not not just educating them, but the parents are like, right. oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know. That's it. It's coming 2020. Nursery rhymes. MB. Yeah. I can see that. That'd be really yeah. fun, yeah. honestly, to see that happen. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's like, you know, I, I would, I'm remembering Bill Nye. Mm-hmm. Like, he was kind of that thing, too. Oh, where the fraud, the fake scientist? Or what are they, what yeah, he him? has a bachelor's in engineering. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. 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 He's no, got that, a bachelor's that's the knock on him that he's not an actual scientist. Oh, and he's I over see. here, like, you know, trying to say climate change, this and that. All, all, his credentials is he had a science show. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, I mean, but you know, he he's advocating for, you know, for humanity too by like spreading the you know right, everything right. on global warming. Because, I mean, this is like we're playing with our existence if we don't if we don't take care of this planet. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen the video uh, that I just made for I might be. You know, if you hear the song on, on Spotify, it, it it talks about like, you know, my emotions as a human. And about how I might be doing this or thinking this or feeling that. Um, and but when you watch the video, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of symbolism in there. Mm. Um, there's like some even like spiritual symbolism that I don't really mention in the song and, and the vocals, but the visuals connect mm. that spiritual, like, you know, <clears throat> spiritual and environmental, like, side of me, you know, like, like the whole video is playing and at the end it's just clouds sped up like the Nimbus clouds because it was raining in Santa Ana for a little bit so I recorded like the clouds for like 10 minutes sped it up and I just had the, the clouds moving like s- still kind of slowly with the text I might be losing my earth soon mm-hmm. you know I remember that yeah because you know we might not Earth might not disappear from like this part of the universe, but like the Earth that we know is is not gonna be. It might not be habitable, or it might be harder to live in. Um, so that's kind of what I mean. Like I might be losing my Earth soon, because you know. But that's my sort of environmental side, which I'm not perfect. You know, like I still I try my best not to use plastics. I actually get mad when I have to use plastics. You know. So, but you know, even using this cup, even though. It's paper. You can't even recycle it because it's got like a a plastic film. Mm. You know, so. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely uh, a lot of responsibility on us, obviously, as, as consumers. As consumers. And I think, <laughs> alluding back to Ricky Javaris, and I don't know if you saw that. Uh, what was the Golden, Golden Globes? Globes? And he basically told the CEO of Apple, Tim Cook, right to his face on live television I think it's live yeah. that you know he they created a movie about doing the right thing but they're creating Apple products in China using slave labor mm-hmm. and sweatshops and sweatshops mm-hmm. you know and 
um, like kind of how how challenging it is for us, you know, Apple phones and your AirPods and the MacBooks mm. and the you know all these different products that we use that kind of in in this in the light of of fashion where it's it's what you have that makes you a part of whatever it is mm. like the Mac is like the sleek cool hip kind of like techie product that everyone wants to use and the airpods and the mm-hmm. iphone and all this it's like it's like your ticket into participating i guess mm-hmm. in the same way i think i would look at fashion in that way yeah i guess yeah in a sense it's like a it's it's a physical proof of of a similar mindset right oh like you're using this you must be like this you know um yeah Cause, cause I guess what my, like what I'm thinking is like, how do we, how do we deal with that and knowing <laughs> that the impact that we're making, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, I see, see. So I, it's like, oh, how do we get over that? Definitely do it's habits, man. It's really like, I've, I've really been into habits, um, because I might know the right thing, but my habits tell me to continue using this or using that or buying this and, uh, habits or comfort too, right? Like, you're comfortable, you don't want to change it. Like, I remember recently, I wanted to maximize my time. So I decided to get up at five in the morning. That's always been something that I've been wanting to do, but it wasn't until like, I really, really wanted it that I started getting up at five in the morning to go to the gym and yada, yada. Um, <clears throat> so I think as humans, like, do breaking habits is so hard. And I think that's just going to keep us in the sort of like downward spiral and like greed and and like you know imagine having money like I've thought about it I'm like if I had that much money would I give it up that easy you know because I want to say like in this perfect world that I'll be like oh yeah whatever you know it's money but I don't I, I've never had that much I never had billions or millions and um, you know so yeah it's like would I get rid of my phone like oh my god like it's hard that, that'll be hard you know uh, like I thought about maybe I, should, maybe I should get a flip phone, you know, like maximize my time. That way I'm not on social media or anything like that. So, but then the downside is <laughs> we talked about it before we got started was, do you guys have Instagram? Can yeah. we tag you? Like, how do we, you know, Spotify, iTunes, all these different things. And I mean, social media is a big part, especially as an artist. That and how growth you, and yeah. influence. Yeah. Like it really is. It, you, you get in front of different people. Uh, you start seeing different mindsets, you know, different art. So it's important and it's something that like it's toxic, but it, it also is something that you need to like learn to, to work with. Like like drinking, for example, like, you know, you could have a lot of it and it'd be toxic to your body, but you have to like learn moderation. Moderation. Yeah. yeah. F- uh, funny thing about um, getting in front of different people or, or being exposed to different <laughs> people on social media I started following this artist and where I work, I ended up helping out his father get a, get a job at this company here locally. And I didn't find out till later on that because, um, where I work, they have like a caseworker, if you want to call it that a case manager. And she was meant, he was mentioning it to his, his case manager, like, Oh yeah, my son does art. Like they're pretty expensive pieces and this and that. And, Somehow or another, the case manager connected the dots that the person that I follow on, on Instagram is that 
dude's son. Oh yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and then I just thought like, what in the world? Wow. Like small. that is yeah, it's like a small world. Mm-hmm. And this dude sold a piece to Joe Rogan. Oh. And it's like that even blew my mind even more. It's like. And he's from here locally. I don't want to say. I don't know if I should say. I guess I could say, right? Good, right? Yeah. His name. Uh, it was his Instagram handle is Uganza Art. Uganza. And he writes these, or he draws these, like more like psychedelic, kind of like third eye and like mm-hmm. kind of like there's like drip, kind of vibe looking. Um, I would recommend checking it out. It's pretty good artwork. And I had been following him, and it's like bam, like here's a direct connection. He's from here locally too, and it's like artists and. You know, he's uh, he's doing his thing and it's like it's cool, you know, like mm. without and I never had Instagram. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the fact that I got Instagram and just like checking people out and following and all these different things, like never would have known that. You yeah. Know? And it has to do with the way the the universe is wired. Right. You know, you you attract what, you, what it is that you like seek, you know, and, and you accidentally like stumbled on him, you know, but you sort of like. We're tuning in to that frequency or something, you know? So, yeah. It's a trip, huh? It's a trip, yeah. It, it's one of those things where, like I was mentioning last last week, and I, I think I botched the <laughs> verse, um, but it was something about, you know, God works all things for good for those who believe or those who have faith. I think you can correct me. Uh-huh. But basically it's like, you know, you abide by and follow the word of Christ and it's like this kind of like this uh, rule of attraction in a sense but like mm-hmm. you're 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 abiding by and you don't really you don't usually know what's the result of of what that's going to look like mm-hmm. and for all of us it's going to be something different right for you it's going to be music for me and for Lee it's something different but I think in that way it's that same idea you know like it said that you know knock and the door will be open asking you shall receive th- different things like that I feel like for you, you definitely did that. Like mm. you were really trying to figure out, okay, what is it that I'm trying to do? And you're asking, you know, genuinely, like, is this meant for me? And I think, mm. I think in a lot of ways, like your friend definitely answered that for you and, and different instances in your life, I'm sure mm. answer those questions for you. And I think in, yeah. a, in a part, like your journey to faith is kind of how, that all kind of came to fruition in a sense like mm-hmm. perhaps even like open your eyes to it yeah for the <clears throat> for the last two years i've i've been to like two and a half years i've been like sort of asking is what i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing you know with everything like because i had sort of done all these things by by chance i think growing up you know like influences that I had um, and it's only been until re- like the last two years that I'm just like am I supposed to be doing this like I even with music I was like am I even supposed to be like 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 rapping am I supposed to be like on a mic and I go back to when I was in um, I was six or seven years old I forget exactly what age but I was I was young and it was when my parents like I was living on fifth street and there was a lot of domestic abuse at home. So anytime I hear arguing, I'd go into this sort of like, you know, sad and like depressed like mood. And there was a lot of times where when I'd hear arguments, I'd go to the kitchen and I'd grab a knife. I'd grab it like a big knife 
and we live next to El Pilar, a church, Catholic church. And I'd be in the kitchen with my shirt held up by my chin, and I just had the knife, and I would, like, raise my hand, go back down, like, to my stomach, and stop as soon as, like, the blade touched my belly. And, and you know, I would do that, like, repeatedly, and I remember, like, also looking to the left, um, and I'd see uh, El Pilar, like, there, there was a big Jesus uh, up on the top of the dome, and it was just kind of like, don't do it, like, like, just don't do it. And of course, like, I'm like, here now, I'm like, well, this is the reason I, 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 I wasn't supposed to do it, you know? So, yeah. So, really quick, going back to the verse that you were mentioning, it's uh, Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those <laughs> who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. So you definitely had at a moment, you know, as a kid where it was a dark time. It was mm-hmm. a rough time. But for one reason or another, that was put on hold. That was... Yeah. Yeah, that was put on hold. And I, I still remember that, you know, my, my, my faith is like at its strongest now because when I was a kid, I, I thought about God or the concept of God and you know growing up Catholic I remember uh, seeing uh, like La Virgencita and like and the, the cross and Jesus and I couldn't get myself to like you know things that were gifted like if someone gifted me like a, a Jesus card or like Christ or, or um, La Virgencita the Virgin Mary like I couldn't get myself to throw it away when it was taking up space you know like because I I had this like sort of like the respect mm-hmm. for God and, and like the, the 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 idea of of, of God, um, and then yeah like and but now I get, now I get it, you know now I get it and I'm I'm learning more and I'm getting to like I'm having a and now I have a relationship with, with God, and it's beautiful you know, and I never I don't know and everything that I've done has led to everything that's that's happened in my life has led me to this. And now I know my purpose. Yeah. How would you meet Rudy through work, right? Uh, Rudy, I know since uh, middle school, since like Willard. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. I know him. I know uh, a couple other friends too. Like, uh, even the ones I mentioned, uh, like Miguel, Edgar, um, Ricardo, or is the Richie? Uh, no, my Richie. Richie, right? You have you met Richie? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I met any of these guys. Maybe I know them. It's possible. Uh, no, I don't think so. Mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, Valdovinos. Um, yeah, just a lot of friends. Cheeks. Danny Arambula. Um, this sort of cohort, you know? That, like, you know, we're growing up and, and, and we sort of have this, like, we, we've had the right mentors all along that pushed us, like, towards, like, education or doing the right thing. You know, so yeah, that's that's why I met Rudy back in middle school, and then I, uh, well, then we started working together, and then we just got closer there, and then you should come reconnect, and that's how I got reconnected for real. Mm. Yeah, for real, for real, for real, for real. I, I think that's like a, a deeper. Well, obviously, that's like the foundational piece to all this, right? It's like all along there was all these. 
is it like checkpoints in your life mm-hmm. in a way like it's kept you on this track mm-hmm. and it kept you going and and i think in a lot of ways it's like christ is like pulling you and moving you and the people that are in your life and and the, all the different events that happen it's like i i i think about it like is like those uh, pinball machines it's like mm-hmm. you know keeping us on that track to yeah where we need to be yeah yeah it's amazing god's amazing yeah and uh man and, and i i really felt him you know you know that feeling you you at least for me like when i first started getting reconnected like things were like so magical like you know we, we talk about something in, in class about scripture and then that same lesson i'd 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 it'd be developing that week mm-hmm. you, you know <clears throat> i see it happening before my very eyes and <clears throat> and it just stands out and there's this euphoria that, that, that i'd get what because it was so new and um you know as, as you as i kept talking to god you know of course you get used to talking and you get used to like seeing the blessings in a sense you know and um but i remember while i was doing the video for i might be it, it relied a lot on, on, on nature. Like the cooperation of like the sun and everything. And um, the, this one in particular, this moment, um, really just like, I don't know, it, just, it, it really felt like it was, it was given to me by, by God that moment. Um, I, I'm with a friend, a Christian, and and it's raining it, it, it was it had rained it was cloudy it was around like 4 30 or when the sunset you know um and it was cloudy everything was gray and then the sun had gone under the clouds so all the light was under the clouds bouncing you know from like earth to the clouds and you know mm. so it, it made the sky look like orangey and like beautiful but i had a, like a 10 minute window so as soon as I see the light hit one of the buildings, I just make a U-turn and I find this cul-de-sac and it, it looked beautiful. There was like cars everywhere and like the electric lines because they, they're not underground. So people know that I'm definitely like in, you know, in, in, in Santa Ana. And, and, then I, and then I see a friend from high school and he's like, hey, what up? Um, and the guy that I was with, Christian, he was like, dude, like, it's ghetto there. It's like, there's gangsters. And yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's all right. You know, like, I just felt comfortable because I grew up like three streets down. So I'm like, you know, it's cool. You know, I, I, I don't mean no harm. You don't mean no harm, whatever. So, este, uh, Paco, um, he, este, he, I, he, he pulls up in a car and he's like, move your car. But I didn't recognize him. And then the, the guy he was with started throwing like signs. So I'm like, Oh, what you know? What is this about? So I walk up to the car, like all friendly, and and so, soon enough, like he comes out, he's like, "Oh, what up?" You know? I was like, "Oh, shoot!" Like you live right there? <laughs> yeah. So it it was kind of cool, like like I just felt connected to to my city like that too, you know? Like you know, I have a homie that lives right here on Second Street. So um, so yeah. So I told him, "Hey, like I have like ten minutes. I have a li- very little to like make this clip." So I told my 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 friend to. Cause he doesn't know how to work a camera. I was like, "Dude, stand right here. Let me get the camera ready." I had an umbrella because it was raining. It was still like sprinkling, and uh, so you know, I got him into focus. I put on my my AirPod on, 
put on the song and I had enough time for one take because during that time like like the, the lighting was perfect when I started and then it started started getting gradually dark mm. you know um, and then there was traffic coming into like that street so it was just, it was just perfect it was like it was perfect like it was empty like it needed to be in the beginning and it was filled like it needed to be in the end so it, it, and, and there's just other experiences like that that were dependent on nature and God's timing that that really made that to me that video like even more of an artistic expression you know it was me capturing moments of God's creation it's definitely a, a gift because I've seen some of his photography and I'm like that's you're saying capturing moments that's, there's definitely a skill right there's yeah. skill to timing like you said the yeah timing Knowing the right people at the at a bad neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's how it is. It's like yeah. a training day, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So training day. I mean, because at the end, like, yeah. the dude walks in, the the good cop, I guess, and then uh, Denzel's character walks out, and everyone like turns his back on him, mm-hmm. so the good cop can leave. Yeah. <laughs> is that yeah. is that where King Kong comes in? King Kong. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot how it was. Yeah, yeah, King, King, King Kong ain't got nothing. None on me. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. So none of that happened. That's for sure. None of that happened. No, <laughs> you, uh, you were okay after. I was after okay. Yeah, and you know, I, I'd like to believe that, you know, I mean they're human. You know, I think they they can they can be reasoning. You know, I think at first there might be a misunderstanding, but you know, I guess through conversation, like, hey, how are you, man? Like. We're just doing this right here. So, I don't know. I was just, it was, it was a cool experience. Yeah. Sounds like a surreal moment for sure. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was cool. Like it, it was, you know, I think my friend was a little like freaked out because he's not one to like explore like the city. Um, but yeah, I was just like, dude, it'll be all right. Like, you know, of course, <laughs> in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh shoot, what if something does happen, you know, but I'm like, you know, it'll be all right. You know, if they want to take my camera, take my camera. But I hope it never gets to that point. But, you know, I just feel comfortable in my city. Like, the other day I went to go sh- uh, to some street photography with, with a friend, Steady Films, Brian. And um, we went to Mini Street. But, like, I felt comfortable there, you know? I mean, it was during the daytime still, of course. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't know, I just feel comfortable. You know? Yeah, I'm, it's, you know, I travel to L.A., you know, I got my in-laws over there and, it's just a different thing. It's a mm-hmm. different beast over there, and come back over here, and I feel like nothing can happen. Yeah, I mean, obviously things do happen, but it's just this different feeling you get being here in Orange County, Santa Ana. It's like I don't know. It's, it's like we're protected. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. Is that a ghost? <laughs> it's possible. Mm-hmm. Second story. <laughs> second. That's the second story. There's what's up there. The more offices, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's the I would say the the downside of not having a laundry basket with a, ho- uh, a, homemade, <laughs> a homemade studio, homemade, yeah. homemade sound, homemade sound, yeah, yeah you know, insulation. Yeah, I don't use it anymore. I just like the mic, open air. So really, I, there's yeah. a wall next to me. So who knows how much of that like sound is mm. bouncing back? But you know, it works. It definitely does. Yeah. So. I'm, too, I'm glad you guys were able to like 
like get this going i remember it was a conversation like oh, i want to start a podcast and uh something about a chair a chair yeah i remember you had a, a chair concept like you know the the person or it was a the, it was a table a round table right or oh so yeah that was the first my my first attempt yeah it was a uh, round the table podcast something like that where it's like you know we're sitting around having a conversation but there was nothing that brought it together mm-hmm. and it was mainly just like my idea and my friends were like tagging along and they were down for like getting together and hanging out and talking mm-hmm. but it just it never worked out and mm-hmm. i never figured it out i never figured out like the audio and like getting onto youtube and all that so i just let it go i was like all right maybe like kind of like what you were asking like is this really meant is this music meant for me am i supposed to you know mm-hmm. rap and and i i, I was asking those same questions because i i wanted to, i would i told um lee and eliseo last week that i had an experience where i went with this guy he had his he has his own business and he um has his mic and everything set up like in like a little studio one he i think he wanted to do a podcast too so we sat down we had the headphones on we're talking in the mic you can hear yourself like right in your ear and like that for me was like invigorating moment like mm-hmm. I, that really ex- was exciting to me and mm-hmm. that's kind of where it all started for me and then listening to joe rogan and and all these other um podcasts it's like there's something to me that's special and fast forward to reconnect talking to lee and he mentioned something i think it was and i was like oh i've been wanting to do something and then since then like we met, we talked about it. We, we were like, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to call it? You know, all these different things. And like for me, like the more I, I get connected and, and, and stronger in my faith, I think what the whole goal is and what we're going to talk about here is like, you know, how much faith has brought so much good to our lives, I think. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we can, that translates out to the listener and, mm-hmm. and hopefully they can see how it's played out in their own life. And maybe it brings them closer to God. Maybe it brings them a different perspective. But I think in like, I think in the same idea when we think about these bigger topics that are happening in our society and our culture and things like that, like I think we can we can boil it down to something as simple as going through scripture and, and taking that seriously. Because I think for a lot of us, that's, and, and I, I can speak for myself, that's what's given me a stronger foundation to build out, like the rock, right? That mm. that said in scripture, the winds and the waves will come, but as long as you have something, a rock to stand on, that you'll always be safe. And and I'm hoping that, it, like I was saying earlier, that for me, like I went to, I would have gone to church a few times, but I didn't like the lecture of it because I, I always was like, okay, well, then now what? Mm. Like you say all these things and it's like, well... You're, you're one person and I and I had this conversation with somebody that I've discovered I'm somewhat, somewhat of like a skeptic in a sense mm-hmm. so I always want to like explore and, and deep dive into topic and discussion so coming here and then really understanding and exploring and, and digesting and it and seeing it work in my in my life and in my relationship and relationships like it's just to me that's what at least I'm trying to convey. Mm. I think maybe probably for Lee, it's a little bit different. And and then obviously for you, it's like, mm. you know, the same thing. It's, it's how does this life playing out a life of faith? How does that play out yeah. into like what you mm. do 
And I think it matters in a lot of ways because every day we have to make a decision and and being obedient to what we hear, you know, and mm-hmm. playing that out, it's like you're going to be confronted with the truth. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, what do you do with that? You know, and that's kind of like the big, bigger dream here is to take what we learn and what I've learned and what it, our life experiences are and bring it to this and 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 bring on awesome guests to have that same discussion and explore and figure out okay well you know there's just someone out there that's that dealing with something that you're dealing with or has no, been dealing with sure, you know yeah. and it's like okay well here's here's a, a an answer i think satisfied that, purpose like yeah i've always had a sense of it but when i got to meet god it's like this is it you know creating and inspiring and now it's not my life because it's it's his life and Mm. it's like you have to go and create to inspire you know because if it's not me then hopefully it's somebody that like gets inspired by what i do right by what very little i do like to take the next step that they need to take you know so yeah speaking of next steps how do you or what's your take on Kanye West and man, <laughs> I think oh, I, no, wow. no, yeah, no, I think it, I think it was beautiful, man. Like, because I'm assuming that you know yeah, his previous works, previous yeah. albums, previous you know music, yeah. and how he went through a big change in his life. Kanye West is a strong character because he went through so much criticism during different stages of his life, and you know, de- dealing with attention when you're. Uh, when you're going through something internally is, is even harder, you know? Um, like, I mean, he, his, his artistry has gotten to him to where he's at the attention that he's gotten. Like, and I think of it like, I, I, I'm scared of that attention, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't, I sort of don't want it like at all. Like, you know, I, I recognition, I think that's something that, you know, but I mean, he, he's had like that attention while going through all that. And then making that like radical flip in 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 life, like like in public, right? You know, like he's 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 trying to get more people to go in his journey with him, you know, towards God. And I respect that a lot because, like, he had a lot to lose. Yeah. But I feel like he's gained so much more by doing that. And um, so, and I was already in this route of like not using profanity and all that. So, and when he did that, it sort of empowered someone like me to just keep going. Like you got this genius of a producer and, 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 and musician artists, like doing that. I feel more comfortable doing it now, you know? So yeah, I respect him a lot for that. Yeah. It's interesting because it's, I think Gabe and I talked about it before we heard, um, the way Joe Rogan talked about Kanye because he's trying to get him on a show in the past, but the way he put it was that there's a language to these artists. Mm -hmm. You guys have so much creativity that sometimes when you're trying to speak to normal people that aren't so creative (laughs) or aren't, I don't want to say normal people, but I mean like people that don't have that gene, they don't have that that part of them, um, that there's definitely something there that you know, like he's he's communicating something like you mentioned in, in your your music that you incorporated uh, nature and you co- incorporated science. 
where like what I can see like with Kanye and his and his um Jesus is King album is it's about God and his family. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely I can I can see that there's definitely like a, like a language that you guys have that, mm-hmm. like a understanding. I sort of yeah because yeah. like, everybody else thinks like oh Kanye's crazy. Yeah. Why is he doing that? Why is he going out and outdoors and having a church service and and why are they dressed like that? But like mm-hmm. from your perspective, you know, talking about um, being able to capture a moment or having that that artistic point of view, so to speak. I'm, I'm assuming that yeah. you could see. Yeah, I, I, I could feel it like, you know, and and, and like I, I've listened to interviews. I, I love listening to interviews like artist interviews, you know, because I get to pick up on their, their struggles and, and their, their, their wins and everything. And um, listening to the album, like he, he basically sort of explains like what he he doesn't like, you know. Uh, like I forgot what what some, the song was called, but uh, he says a line like "Back up off my family, move your hands." Ah, got my weapons, you know. So it, it's just man, I I know that song. Like when I hear it on, on, in the car, I'm like like screaming it because like I feel it, you know. And I see the influence that he's having on his wife, um, Kim, because, you know, she she's a model. She she she's, of course, like wears clothing, um, has worn clothing that, you know, is revealing. But Kanye has sort of like influenced and still has and remains there, like strong with his holding it down for his family. I think in that song he says like um, or, you know, if he's the only one. And so be it for now, you know. Yeah. But he's definitely influencing Kim, and of course, I'm I'm pretty sure he's influencing his, his kids, and and the people in Hollywood that are around him that might have a, a, a superficiality, and he's bringing them into the kingdom. So, yeah, like he's doing great work, like for real, like uh, so, yeah, it's dope. I have to say, I, 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 I teared up a couple times listening to that song. Yeah. Cause he just yeah talking about his family and all that like, you know my life is no longer mine it's yeah, not his and yeah. it's just like he you could you could feel it mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. it's just so he's not he's not playing like yeah and I got to go to um had the privilege of going to the the Jesus is King like uh, service Sunday service wow up in Inglewood it was like it was like twenty bucks very inexpensive for like a decent seat um. But, like, it was a beautiful service, you know? And oh, it tripped me out, dude, because, you know, people are, are they're used to going to, like, so-and-so concerts and grabbing a drink and watching the concert. I went in there, like, if this is a Sunday service, like, I'm going in for, like, spiritual, like... For church. For church, yeah. basically. But you see people with, like, beers getting to their seat, and I'm like, that's still... That's kind of like our like kind of like our transition into like this church reconnect. Like to me, that was an introduction for those people with those the, the beer. Like this is how you're gonna connect. You think you're at a concert, but you're at a service. They have no idea. They have, they no, have idea. no idea, <laughs> dude. Hey, and, and, and I was like, this is. I get it, and it's beautiful because some a certain percentage of those people. I, I know reflected while they had the beer in their hand were like, I'm not supposed to have a beer in my hand when they realized that this is like, like for real spiritual. And in reality, where else could they do that? Right? Exactly. Where, that, yeah. where else could they have that, that transition or that experience of like you're, like you're mm-hmm. saying, like 
Dude, no, and, and get this, man. It was even... The, 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 I know it was real because... So, uh, I, I was with my girlfriend and, and she, she has this like Louis Vuitton like little wallet. She's like, hey, can you hold it? So, it has this clip and I put it on my like belt. And I, I didn't clip it right, so it fell. I'm walking and it fell off of like where, you know, my, 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 my belt line. And somebody was like, I mean... The person that, that 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 told me I dropped it like could have been like, oh, this is like Louis Vuitton. This yeah. is like this is a good one, you know. So, but they they had the courtesy to like, hey, you dropped something, and hand mm-hmm. it to me, you know. So so the people already there, it was a different crowd, like for real. I mean, I've been to different concerts and, you know, there's like, you know, was it was a difference before and after? Um, like the vibe maybe. Crowd. Yeah, maybe it, the crowd it, vibe. Yeah. It um. You you started I think the people that were expecting the old Kanye oh, okay. were started leaving earlier, mm-hmm. and the people that were there for real like left when it was done. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it was it was magical, especially when you know like the new songs. Like I mean, when he put that song, I forget the name of it, but I mean I was screaming it like with my hands up and everything. Like it it was cool. And I, uh, I had a friend that went to that. I think to that same Sunday service at the forum, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember texting. And I was like, "God is King!" Exclamation mark. <laughs> and then I he never responded. So like, the, and I texted him the next day. I was like, "Yes, no, maybe so." <laughs> and he's uh-huh. like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I I thought I messaged you back." And he's like, "Yeah," but I don't know if he. I haven't really talked to him about it, but I I wonder what if it had an effect on him. You know, because mm-hmm. he's not necessarily a believer. Or, yeah. Um. You know, follows description all that but you know it's it, it would be interesting to to talk to someone who's gone to a sunday service maybe not being a believer but mm-hmm. i wonder if there was a transformation for them after yeah you know yeah i wonder you know i think kanye is such an influencer in the world in the in the like in the hip-hop uh dimension that i think somebody is bound to who is not a believer to believe because they look up to Kanye in a certain way, you know, they idolize him, um, which of course is, if that's what it takes for somebody to go inside like the kingdom, then that's what it's going to be, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I was there with, uh, my friends from Brazil. Um, and my friend Joao, like, you know, he's mentioned that he's not, he, 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 He's not connected, but I could see something in him that I think wants to believe because I, I that was me before. I didn't want to believe, you know, and um, yeah, I mean, hmm. it, especially when you you I felt you, you felt an energy at, at his at his service, you know, and I'm pretty sure they felt it or he felt it, you know. So, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Holy Spirit was in there and moving through people and mm-hmm. those who were open. I'm sure. Yeah. They found a the Holy Spirit found a home. Mm-hmm. Shout out Joe. Yeah. Hey, shout out Joe. I met him at a concert, Kendrick Lamar concert. So, and it, we were connected by music, and we met there. And a year later, like, uh, he was like, "Hey, you want to come to Brazil?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'll go to Brazil." And of course, I'm a little sketched out because the only dialogue we've had was on- online, but. <laughs> 
uh, you know. Can you bring but, Can you bring some money too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, hey, can you bring some snacks? He's like M and N's. He's like sending me all this stuff, and of course I'm, you know, I'm gonna buy. I'm still a little sketched out because I'm like, you know, I'm I haven't like, it's all been online. You know, what if like I'm just being reeled in or something? You know, but you know, he ended up being cool. His family's cool. His friends are cool. Um, and he's into fashion. He's into photography. Very talented dude. Um, run a good circle of people, and yeah. It, uh, they have a they have a collective called Not the Same, like Not the Same. Mm-hmm. It was started by his friend Bruno, and uh, yeah. And then they have like a collection of friends, Nicholas. Um, yeah, whole bunch of people. Lot of, in it. <coughs> a lot of interesting uh, experiences for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one um, area for me, like the photography, artwork, music, all these different artistic domains like i find it so interesting and i and i i like to glance in you know especially like through you and others that's like it's this interesting world that i'm not you know very familiar with or know how to operate in Mm. but it's it's cool to watch you know Mm -hmm. and it's it's nice to it was interesting um i don't know if you know eric weinstein is his name but he he looks at mathematical like geometry or physics or whatnot and and there's like certain artwork pieces that are created from mathematical principles Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it was him but it was that conversation another conversation about like art artistic expression and how it's it's kind of taken this like dip and there's this there's this like real um what is it need or there's like this yearning for like this revival of artistic artistic expression Hmm. and i almost think that like that maybe even looking at it you know as societal conflict that's happening maybe that's kind of our way of bringing people together in some different way because i think that artistic expression can talk to someone like kanye he can talk to someone through his artistic expression and bring him into the kingdom Mm -hmm. i wonder if that's what we're needing is like this artistic revolution you know and and Mm -hmm. we we were talking about earlier about how you want to do music with um science and it's like the periodic table like that sounds to me like something that's going to revolutionize artistic expression yeah like that's one form and I'm trying to gather my thoughts with this, uh, but it, art is emotional, right? Like for me, it's emotional. Like it makes me smile or it makes me feel a certain way. And, um, you know, I th- every, every human is artistic. It's like in our DNA. Like we, we, we are, we observe and, and we know what is beautiful and what is not. And, maybe you know i've never thought of it like that but maybe we do need that sort of uh, artistic revival or that shaking up like hey you know i don't know like i said I, I i never thought about it i haven't put too much thought about it into it like that but yeah i haven't until right now there's, there's so many there's so many events going on right now like in the world oh, yeah like with the fires and and i mean last year in brazil uh the fires earthquakes um, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I've seen a lot of volcano eruptions happening. There's like three big ones. I don't know where, but yeah, monsoons. I mean, in the Bible, it talks about like the earth calling when Jesus is coming, right? Yeah, that the earth has um, it's groaning, it's creation groaning. groans yeah. for uh, fulfillment, the fulfillment of God, or for you're saying the return, the mm-hmm. return of Christ. But yeah, it, it, it's all having to do with our fallen state or sinful nature you're mm-hmm. talking earlier about uh, environmentalism and how um, yeah that plays that definitely plays a role where there are certain things that we were given in our studies of uh, the Genesis 1 and 2 how a man was ordained with the authority and the power to take care of the earth to look over the earth and how we can see it nowadays that it's no longer like that. Like we're not, mm. we're not being good stewards. Stewards, we're not. we're not good keepers of what we have. Yeah, we're a lot of greed, a lot of greed, and it sort of let, l- brought us to this habits, bad habits over the mm. years that we can let go. You know, plastic. The guy who invented plastic, dude. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure at the time it was like, oh my god, like clear, like flexible, whatever. But like. Now it's a habit that we can't let go. Everything, everybody, all the big companies are using plastic. I mean, how, how do you how do you give? How do you buy a bottle of detergent without it being plastic? Like, well, what, what's the alternative? Is it carton? I don't know what you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it really makes you think. And sometimes I, I think like I feel like going back to to the lab and like learning more about chemistry because um you know i i know the chemistry i learned back in college but like diving into creating materials that are organic um but yeah like you know um a shrill there's, there's this thing called shrill <clears throat> it is uh, you ever cook a uh, shrimp and then you get that plasticky mm-hmm. it's organic so you know th- there's these scientists that were are creating plastic out of the the, sh- the shell, you know, I don't and I haven't I haven't looked back into it to see how they've been doing, but you know that's an alternative. Um, you know, other other sorts of like organic things. Do you see that lacking in the, <clears throat> I guess, in the scientific community as far as there's not enough scientists or inventors that have tapped into their creativity in order to find solutions in order to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think that's that's where like this 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 i have that in my heart that i want to to bridge that pathway between like science and creativity through whether it be music or whether it be through imagery um you know so yeah like it's something that i definitely know i have to do but you know i i guess also having the confidence to go forth with it you know so maybe that's like the build up right now and then you know later put in the pieces i told myself that this year i want to at least create like the first version of that book mm. you know who knows maybe i'll get that traction that i need you know because with me it's like once i get my momentum it's like okay it's just going and going and going so i right now i feel like i'm in momentum mm-hmm. yeah what was uh no just because like like i've i've thought in conversations of uh, with friends or what have you about um for example like 
air pollution or you mm. think of like um, like oil, for example. Like we've been using petroleum for 100 plus years. Mm. So within that time, like I know there's something else out there. There's another solution, another another way to, to harness our energy needs, mm. for example. But it's just interesting how like, uh, who was, I forget who I was listening to, but they were just saying how like, the combustible engine hasn't changed very much from mm. when it was first discovered in the early 1900s or late 1800s and how like, yeah, like that hasn't changed. But if you look at like, why, why is it that that hasn't changed? But then you look at a telephone and how much a telephone has changed within the last, even the last like 10 years, mm-hmm. oh, you can go even further, 15, 20, 25 and how there's just something, that's what I'm saying. Like if there's some things, I don't know why, like creativity hasn't been totally tapped into, to to address these issues to address yeah like like humanity like right because you were you're talking about um about plastics and i forget where i was it might have been earth cafe but they have 100 percent biodegradable plastic straws oh awesome so i'm like okay well why isn't this like being talked about like i Mm -hmm. i never even heard of anything like that Mm -hmm. like on the news or on social media or conversations anywhere i've and yeah. I just think it's interesting because I'm like, oh, there's actually like somebody doing something that's different, that's mm-hmm. creative, so to speak. And they're like, no one's heard of it. Like no one's talking about it. Yeah. You know, the, the, there's a I, I've, I've ran a car across a, a lot of small businesses that are sort of going green and using mm-hmm. like starch based like spoons and forks and paper straws or bamboo or something. And I think like this is if they could adapt i know that the big companies can adapt you know um but i think it's they're structured in a different way and of course they're going to lose money because there's less of these biodegradable products like available um yeah it's just habit it really is like i think they know better like i know better about like my 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 carbon footprint here Mm. i have an 86 bronco gas guzzler and i thought maybe i should sell it like, I don't, you know, but there's that emotional attachment that I have to it. Like, oh, my God, it's oh, it's an old drug and it's cool, you know. So it's like and we have this emotional attachment with a lot of the things that are sort of like, you know, taking yeah. us into the course that we're going to. So but I think it's a step by step process, you know, like little by little. I'm also just becoming more conscious. And like I get mad at my mom, like she'll be throwing like plastic, like um, aesthetic plastic bottles in the trash and I'm like mom like recycle it like put it out there like there's 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 this guy uh like an old man that 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 goes to the dumpster and grabs like plastic bottles or cans you know so you know but it's just shifting like you know I think she's sort of gotten the the hint that I'm like for real about it you know certain things and but it's gonna take time as as humans it just it just makes me wonder like why certain ideas certain uh, solutions aren't widespread why they're not implemented mm-hmm. um in a mass at a mass scale like i don't know if you remember um i think it was like early 2000s or something like that Might have, maybe a little bit after that but um diesel conversion was a big like a big thing like with vegetable oil like all these diesel um trucks diesel uh like the old school mercedes the 300 uh, i think it's 300d series but they were it was a minor adjustment 
and they were able to run on vegetable oil, like used vegetable oil. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. yeah, like why isn't that a thing? Like, yeah, there's there's also I don't know if you guys heard of this guy that that made a uh, uh, water run on, I mean, an engine run on water. Yeah, yeah, like, and what? you're right, you know. But of course, the big players, the the big oil players, they're gonna they're lose gonna fight out. against it, right? Yeah, you know, they they want to maintain, they want to keep feeding the greed. Um, man, I, have you guys seen Tomorrowland, Disneyland, Disney's Tomorrowland? Yeah. It's, I think I thought it was an amazing movie, very inspiring. For those that haven't seen it, it's about like a utopia of uh, of, of creativity and people inventing things that are good for humanity. And um, but there's this plot twist at the end that the world is coming to an end, and there's this man that is in control of it. Basically, there's this machine that that works on the concept of like self fulfilling prophecy. And if you believe that the world is going to end, it will end. Mm-hmm. If you believe it's going to thrive, it will thrive. And um, and and he brought up a good point that that, that is very like true. Um, although sinister, like he was like, you know what, humans want. The, it's easy to believe on the bad because it requires nothing from them today. You know, like. If, if if you want to have a good earth, if you want to have a healthy earth, like it requires a lot of work now. A lot of sacrifice. You changing your habits, yeah, a lot of sacrifice. But being the way you know what we do now requires really very little from us. You know, just continue using plastic, just continue, you know, doing things that are bad for the environment and for us, really. Mm-hmm. So. Well, let's hope your your mission to inspire others to create plays a part in getting uh, these ideas out there that are going to help humanity on a mass scale. And yeah, that's all we can hope for. Yeah, and realizing that we're not perfect. You know, I know I'm not perfect. I still sometimes use plastic bottles, or I use like you know, but that's part of the habits, you know. And of course, like you could tell me like, oh, well, just get rid of the habit, but it's like the same concept of hey start going to the gym and then you fall off of it like a week later you know and then you try to get back into it again it's just this you know tell a smoker to quit smoking cigarettes yeah it's it's hard stop eating bread (laughs) plastic is uh the nicotine of smoking is that you say? Not, not <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Don't don't smoke plastic, people. It's bad for your lungs. Don't listen to Gabriel on that one. <laughs> All the other stuff was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goes to show, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, that was bad, huh? It's gonna be a great hashtag. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> plastic smoke. <laughs> Yeah, that's one way to get rid of all this plastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, the, and the people too, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a double smoking plastic. It's a double, double bat whammy. Man, talking about plastic, um, a really smart friend of mine who was into uh, like science and computers, you know, he was saying that, um, well, plastic absorbs a lot of um, oxygen. Mm. So all this oxygen that is in the sea is absorbing the, the oxygen in the sea and also that those films of plastic are reflecting back up into the atmosphere creating like an even hotter and actually sorry the the plastic is absorbing the heat making Mm. the the oceans warmer 
Mm. So it's just this like vicious cycle. You know, vicious cycle. And um he was saying that like it was it was weird but I'm like I I kind of believe him cuz he said some other weird things told me that 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 became true. And he said like the reason, you know, uh you know, Elon Musk is creating he's created SpaceX and you know, um and now the the dude uh what's his name? Uh the Amazon guy Jeff Bezos. Bezos, yeah, he created his company too, um, and he also kind of caught up to Elon, right, with the landing the rocket. Um, so there's this sort of like race to space because this place might not be habitable, and they're trying to escape it. Wally. Yeah. I finally saw it, by the way. I haven't seen Wally, but yeah, that that, and I was like, that's a that's a crazy concept, like you know, um, but. I don't know. There could be some truth to it. Or he said that they might be trying to conquer uh, the moon uh, because if we run out of resources here, the moon will become the port of the earth where they unload the materials, get enough, and then bring it back down. So I, w- I was like, that, that seems like a logical concept mm-hmm. for sure. You know, you got billionaires trying to conquer the moon. Makes sense. I don't know. Anyway, that was off topic from. It's all good. Our spirituality. No, it's it's all there. Yeah. I mean, it's like Lee was saying that we've been, you know, the design of nature and everything else is, we have an intimate relationship with it, and when you're out there, it's like, you feel renewed in your spirit and all these different things. So it's it plays an important part of our lives. So it's definitely, it's hmm. it's part of what we what makes us human, you know? So mm-hmm. is there anything, uh, lingering on your guys' mind or any, uh, future events you're going to be a yeah. part of or projects anything anything coming you want to promote on? Uh, no, not, not really that like sticks in my mind. Um, I know I want to have an album based on thinking too much. Um, but, that that still has some work to do, you know. I I, I guess I'm sort of like working and, and collaborating, and you know, just been blessed with like working with different people, and uh, you know, hopefully form a team of creatives, you know, that I could be around all the time. That'd be cool. That'd um, be exciting. Yeah, you know, that good energy. So, yeah. Um, projects, no. I guess I have a. I do. I. I mean, I. I made the song that Bobby's working on, and uh, it's called "Complicated." It's kind of like a love song, um, and of course, I. I never thought of like making one, but that's just how I felt. Like I needed to express it, you know. So, got a little catchy hook, um, and it's based on truth. So, nice for my for my guys out there that have complicated girls. <laughs> None of us. None of us. Yeah, so yeah, simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just every week call something new for me. Last <laughs> week I said that Jesus did it right. He didn't have a woman. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm going to get a lot of. And then I followed that by, but he got nailed to a cross, so it That's couldn't right. be that great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Man. So where, pe- where can people find you on social media? On social media, you can find me at, at BLTR.N. Um, oh, I guess another uh, cool project. I'm releasing my website. Which is oh. B L T R B Beltran, like B L T R 
BLTRN.com. And um, yeah, you can find me there doing like freelance work. Because more than anything, um, be, so there's this, 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 I want to create a center for kids at some point that revolves around like taking inner city kids and, and exposing them to creative outlets. And so that requires a lot of money. So hopefully, you know, it works out and I'm able to create that. I hope it does. for that. Yeah. So it's important. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Miguel. This is, this is fun. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. It was cool. It was fun. Well, How long has it been? 152. 152? What? It didn't <laughs> even seem like that. Yeah. OMG. There you go. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks for being us at the crossroads. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. Live from the RM Studios in Tustin, California, at the crossroads with Gabriel and Liam.